0: You've tuned in to the Bellingham Podcast for the week of September 5th, 2020. This is episode 164.
1: From that bird chirping city by the Salish Sea, I am A.J. Barce, And straight out of the Northridge Trail in 98226, I am Chris Powell. On this episode, we're continuing... Yet again, the quarantine chronicles. Let me get it right. This is volume fourteen. Fourteen times we've been uh, in the COVID era recording this show. We are in the Northridge Trail, in forced bathing land, among the starlings, the hawks, the seagulls, and the blue jays that you might be uh, l- hearing as ailer listening to the Bellingham podcast. Mine, mine. <laughs> Mike, you said you said seagulls. How are you doing, Chris? I'm doing all right. Uh, as we're recording this, uh, we are uh, looking at a wonderful three day weekend coming up for Labor Day. Uh, how about yourself, AJ?
0: I'm doing well. I'm glad that we're recording uh, a good 30 minutes after we uh, decided to because the birds decided to uh, give us some some uh, quiet staging
1: here. It was very similar to what you would find on some news channels when they have a whole lot of people in those boxes and they're all arguing. Yeah, those were a whole lot of blue jays that we were listening to otherwise. But uh, yeah, anyway, so uh, let's uh, get started on the show.
0: Yeah, so uh, last week uh, we we did a station break. Um, I've got some dental work going on, so I didn't want to sound like the Joker on the show. And uh, next week, there will also be a station break. So just uh, at the top of the show, just a heads up.
1: Yeah, AJ's got an appointment with Dr. Teeth. And in this case, it's not with the electric mayhem eh. for all you Muppet fans out there. But yeah, we got to get uh, his pearly whites looking pearlier in some cases.
0: Oh, I shook. Yes. We're actually recording
1: live. You're out of out of quarantine. You've, you've locked yourself down for 14 days and you're free and clear. Well, for the most part. I mean, uh, my test results came up negative for coronavirus. Nice. As opposed to the other uh, deficiencies that I'd have in my system. But uh, yeah, no, it's, it's good to be enjoying the start of September. Uh, made it through the month of August. Boy, howdy. Here comes the upcoming fall season. Yeah. I want to continue on something that we talked about in, in 163 uh, with the uh, great purge of mine as I've been uh, eliminating things and uh, eliminating things in, in the financial house for debts and getting to a place. I had an incident happen, and I want to share it with you, AJ. Okay. Um, so I have a little bit of a chunk of change. And in the previous, you know, th- I talked about the impulse buy journal. Well, there was, an, there was a bass. Oh, there's one thing that does make you rubberneck. Hello, bass. Yes, other than my wife uh, in every day <laughs> that ends in Y. But uh, there is a website out there that sells uh, guitar and bass equipment. Right. And I happen to be just nerding out or, or noodling around uh, idle mind time. And I happen to see this bass. And if there's anyone out there listening who is a fan of ZZ Top. If you're like me, for the past 50 years, they've been uh, rocking the airwaves with their bl- brand of uh, high-energy blues. Uh, the bassist of ZZ Top for the past 50-plus years is a fellow by the name of Dusty Hill. Mm-hmm. And Dusty Hill, as as of late, uh, has uh, a, a custom shop Fender bass uh, signature model uh, in, for him. And those fine folks, and I'm going to keep this clean so we don't get the explicit tag. Thank you. Those fine folks at Fender, like the alliteration. That was good. Uh, chose to price it around $4,000. That's a steep price tag there. It's a it's a big uh, chunk of change. I don't have that. However, there is a fella who is a guitar and bass builder. He's a maker. Mm, a shaker. Uh, and and a bass uh, Quaker. He made this bass that I tripled rubbernecked oh like wow didn't triple take oh. all about that base and all about that base hashtag for the base fam out there
0: <laughs> Bass fam uh
1: and it was priced as i had it, I, I was like i have to get this i must get this i have the funds uh this would be it's a four string it's got all the trimmings it's a fraction of the cost hmm. and something wouldn't let me click that checkout button in on the cart aj and I did a little bit of soul searching and processing and uh, ranting about it with my wife. Why would I not buying this bass? I really want this bass. Here's what it filtered down to. And Brene Brown, if you're listening, this one's for you. Hey, Brene. Um, I found that by purchasing this bass, it's so unique. And by the way, not many people would realize that that is a Dusty Hill type uh, tribute bass. I I would be buying it because it's so unique looking and so beautiful that people would be like, wow, that's such a cool bass. What's the story behind it? Where'd you get it? What kind of bass is it? That would give me attention. Mm -hmm. And as a bass player, I never want attention. That's why I'm in the back line. (laughs) And that attention, when I filtered it down even more, was like, I did that a lot. I did these things because I wanted people to like me. Hmm. I have this internal need for people to like me or to experience love. Hmm. And the thing is, I already have two solid basses, and and why do I have two twin basses? Well, about 15 years ago, I broke a couple E-strings with my finger styling in in a pretty violent way, Uh, and so that second twin bass has been a psychological crutch for me, just in case I do it again, Sure. to avoid that embarrassment or shame when my bass goes out of tune and I'm playing live.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That hasn't happened in a decade and a half. So I'm like, okay, I've got a solid bass that is my number one, and it's it's rock solid, looking good, playing great. Cetera, I've seen you play it. Yes, you have. And anyway, it makes me wonder why am I still holding on to that second base? I didn't buy that bass because, one, I don't really have—I I, I, I don't need—I'm changing. I don't want that attention now, and I already have something that's working for me, and— um, I've already found a good amount of people who like me and where I don't have that need. They hang out so, with you a lot. Exactly. And so therefore... Um, that really was something that I couldn't put that click on. And so I got a chunk of change ready to, you know, uh, spend on other things. Cool. Kind of like a transistor radio that I could listen to KMRE 102.3 FM. Oh, they're community-powered and community streaming on KMRE.org. That's right. And they're kind enough to share our show that you're listening to on the airwaves, terrestrial, around Whatcom County uh, on Saturdays at 3 p.m. Yep, still on Saturdays. So that was a little bit of a soul-searching moment about why would I buy something even though I don't need it? It's a one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the why behind it, yeah, and mm-hmm. the in the deep seated why. So that was it. that. That's just a little bit of a rant. Well, uh, I
0: think I think that that's gonna. I mean, that's a good story, Chris, because I mean, I think a lot of people, especially, and we've said this before, like a lot of retail therapy has been going on in this lockdown era. Uh, even I kind of fell victim to it very briefly. I had a very similar story where um, I was looking for the RX One R.
1: And I'm sorry. Hang on. Uh, for those of us who are not in the—is this the watch fam or the photography realm? <laughs> What's an RX One R? The,
0: remember a couple episodes back, I talked about getting the my the my my uh, Formula One racing of of cameras. I
1: never pay attention to what you're saying. Oh yes, that one. Yes. Oh, the for, there okay, you go. Anyway, podcast uh-huh. partner. No. So like I said, I've I've uh, I've I've
0: I've tried the the RX One before in the past, so I I've I knew what I was getting into with that that camera. But before then, and I, I shared this with you off the mic um, I was looking at another camera just because it is, it's, it, it's a thing. It's a, it's a Leica. Um, it was a Leica Q, and I found it for a fraction of the price. It's an older camera. Same single, you know, the words, but it's a Leica, but it's a Leica and, um, I had it in the cart ready to check out and you know, I had to do the same thing. I got to sit on it, you know, because for, like I'd said on that show, like for years I'd, I'd the RX1R, and but for some weird reason, I decided, oh no, I should really look at a Leica. It's, I mean, it's only a fraction of the price. I don't want the attention. Like, having something like a Leica, that little red dot, it says, it screams, it's expensive, look at me, it's a Leica. I don't, when I shoot, you've seen my cameras. I cover up in gaffers tape most of the branding. It just looks like a black camera. That's how I typically shoot.
1: It was the wrong kind of attention.
0: It's the wrong kind of attention. I it, you know, and much like I said on the show, like most of any of my cameras, all of them, film cameras, digital cameras, they're tools. I grab it, I shoot, that's what I do. But it's one of those things where it's all they're all it's like a wrench. Like, you know, I I like I like that wrench. It's mm-hmm. a very good wrench. In the in the case of the RX one, it was a I know what it is. I tried it before. I don't know if you, did the base that you were scoping out. Had you had you
1: tried it out before? This would be something uh, unplayed. It's over in New Jersey, See. and I would be receiving it. No return policy or anything. You know, it's mine. I don't even know how it sounds or if it's set up the way I wanted to. It's kind of like I, it's sight seen mm-hmm. but not the test driven
0: see and that's the same thing the specs of the the Q, you know it and the fact that it is alike and and specifically the lens on that thing is is the reason why i would gravitate towards it you know the specs of it it was it was enticing but again sight unshot and no no ability to to you know swap it or whatever it was a deal breaker the rx was i had tried a previous one before in the past i knew what i was getting into i know the sensor it was just interesting that i you know I got courted by the the allurement of, ooh, I have the cashola and mm-hmm. ooh, but really why? Yeah.
1: You know? And I think if there's a lesson to be learned from uh, what we were uh, discussing here, those impulse buy urges, it's always good to put it in the cart and sleep on it. Yeah, or if in it, your journal. I'd... In the journal, true. That's one thing. But I had that in the cart and I was like, buy cracky, I'm going to do this. But here's the thing. Not only is it wise or pragmatic to sleep on it and if it's if it's still like a hell yeah decision uh, the next day okay there you go but also in this current era of online shopping if you have something in a cart and you've already signed in with your online account mm-hmm. th- some companies may send you an email saying hey we noticed you have something in your cart here's a 10% discount yeah. some do some don't your mileage may vary but what a cheeky way of being able to save a couple it bucks on yeah. something like that that's anyway, true so what's what's going on with the watch fam and your watch journey
0: usually around this time of year i take a second or two on our show and talk about the watch fam stuff because usually this is when in years past basil and uh, watches and wonders and all these other type of watch stuff happens so this this next segment is for my folks in the watch fam because oh nice Uh, This was Geneva Watch Days, um, which was interesting because this was actually a conference that was held in person. There was actually, really? yeah, there's actually people. I'm thinking,
1: how are they going to have these watches with, on a zoom uh, meeting?
0: With social distancing, everything was done and stuff. And really out of it, like I'm not really going to talk about the Geneva watch days itself. Really like some of the stuff out of it that I just thought was kind of interesting and kind of cheeky. Mm-hmm. So first up is uh Timex, that wonderful
1: company that is, you know, American known. And that audible ticking sound that I make, you could probably hear it from a Timex probably in a lot of cases.
0: Probably, yeah. probably. So Timex has really kind of been hitting the, enthusiast um, air, uh, arena for, for watches, uh, recently with bringing back their American, I think they call it their American Heritage Papers, something something line, where they're bringing back some of their known designs from their their back catalog, and also bringing back some of their automatic offerings, so they're not all quartz now.
1: Hmm. I might be checking some of those out just to see.
0: Yeah, so they're, they're bringing back like, um, so they're using like Miota-based movements and stuff, which is kind of cool. So out of it, Snoopy is back. The
1: Peanuts, Snoopy peanuts. or Snoop Doggy Dog? No, no, not Snoop Doggy Dog. Well, some of Snoop's fr- fr- friends call him Snoopy. Really? I don't know. Okay, I'm just talking about <laughs> <on my> <laughs> not friends. Sup,
0: Snoop? So anyway, um, so Timex <laughs> is bringing back their Peanuts line. So Excellent. they have a ton of just they're fun. You know, they're fun watches that have the Peanuts characters on them.
1: I'm taking a hard look at the Pigpen watch. Let me tell you, he's my favorite character.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully there is one. But no, so take a look. And I got a link in the show notes. And for the love of all
1: 80s pro wrestlers, drink.
0: drink. Um, <laughs> so uh, Wern Wound had a really cool, just a, 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 f- a full false slate of watches made by Timex with your favorite uh, Red Baron of a dog.
1: I love it. This is great.
0: Another, so it, it goes without saying, of course, all of the bigs did something like Rolex announced the fact that they've got, you know, oh my Gerd, blue-bezeled Submariners and no-date Submariners and Omega retaliated with uh, a new, uh, um, I think it's a new uh, Seamaster 300. I don't care. I'm going to skip all of the, the big wigs because they get enough they get enough fanfare as it is.
1: And they all cook you breakfast in the morning when you Ab- wear it. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Grand Seiko, and as much as I love Seiko. I'm gonna skip over them as well, but Grand Seiko announced that they have a constant force tourbillon, which just looks cool. Absolutely. The one that I want to tease is a teaser, actually. And I don't know what's in the the hopper. And uh, Etienne, if you're listening, I think you're the goods. Um, Baltic teased something, which is you know the the company that has the the currently the most wrist time on my my wrist. Uh huh. Um, Baltic teased on their their social media that they have a potential update to their HMS line, which is just a uh three-hand, uh, no date, very simplistic, very reasonably priced. I think they're like 300 or 400 euro watch. Oh, not bad. Uh, runs a Miyota 8200 series movement, um, but they might be getting a facelift. I think it's going to be cool if it has nothing but uh, uh, Arabic numerals. That's kind of my guess. Hmm. But they also teased a update to their compacts, which is a chronograph. I just want to throw that out there for the watchman because I don't know if there's a lot of coverage on it yet. But I kind of I follow them because I, you know, full disclosure, I have a Baltic Aquascaff bronze on my wrist. And it looks pretty. It does. And last but not least, and this was kind of the lead up to uh, the Geneva watch days, but it kind of comes into, um, I don't know, it's a conversation piece. Do you remember the Accutron? Yes. Okay. So Accutron is back. So the Boulevard Accutron, it's not a timepiece; it's a conversation piece. Uh-huh. So they relaunched the Accutron with their electrostatic movements. And so, if you're if you're not familiar with uh, the hook that I'm, I'm I'm using, if you watch Mad Men, there was a, a famous clip out of Mad Men where they actually re they kind of redo the uh, the ad pitch for uh, back in that day. Yep. And uh, I have it in the show notes, but. Th- it's not a watch that I would ever get, but it's just interesting that that a lot of the vibe right now is that watches are fun. Like, you know, it's 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 broken out of the niche era and even I would say like it's it's gotten more mainstream where there's a lot more people talking about them. I mean, our show talks about them largely because I'm a geek about it, but it's becoming more and more of a thing. Now, whether that's because people are in lockdown or people have more time on their hands, hearty har har. No
1: pun intended.
0: The thing is is that I don't know. I, I I'm seeing more and more talk. Maybe it's because of the smart connected uh, watches and more people just want to be more disconnected these days. I don't know. But it's just I'm seeing more of a vibe of that watches are being seen as more of a... Yeah.
1: In some ways, and it's an extension of one's personality because, you know, you get something that that appeals to you. Yeah. And I'm thinking all the better. And, oh, by the way, if it doesn't ding or vibrate your wrists or distract you, mm-hmm. other than the weight it might be for those 45 millimeter plus uh, watches that I <laughs> <So> always... <Panerai. laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, what a great way to be able to uh, have an extension of your personality on your wrist. Yeah.
0: So anyway, I just wanted to sup watch, fam. I just wanted to do a, a little segment and kind of what my those were my takeaways. So let's uh, let's go to the B I N G O.
1: Yes, the uh, the fun food that we have around uh, this area. And man, you you already decked it out. So today is brought to you by the letter I on the bingo play card. The I in this case is for Italian. And so, so, AJ, you go first.
0: My, my my pick is Da Vinci's Classic Subs. Oh, yeah. Off of Lakeway, right next door to La Fien's. Uh-huh. Aha, love them. Look, I, 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 there's a lot of sandwich places in this this town. Da Vinci's is just, I don't know, there's something about them. I mean, there's not a lot of ton of options. It's not like you're going to Subway and you have like a bajillion different toppings and a bajillion different sauces. It's really cut and dry Italian, cold cut sandwiches. They're just great. And, I got
1: nothing more to say. And props to Da Vinci's for not giving people decision fatigue. Nope. About all these selections that you see on the billboard up there. I mean, have a few available that are tasty, and you do it well. Yep. Giddy up. You got me as a customer.
0: And I guess the one hook I will say about them: all the, the meat is like fresh cut. You of know, course it is. Like they grab the the prosciutto and they fresh slice it right then and there in front of you. I think that's great. What about you? What's your eye?
1: Uh, the eye for Italian, in this case, on my bingo card is for Old World Deli. Ah. Uh, Been a long time. I think maybe, what was it, 2007, if I recall correctly, as I'm looking in the... um in interior of the store uh, this past weekend. Uh, they're on State Street, folks, and State Street's had a little bit of a traffic renovation mm-hmm. uh, to increase the amount of rear-enders uh, that we'll have uh, in Bellingham. <laughs> Why would you have? Just as a side note. <laughs> no, I know where you're going with yeah, this. Yeah, you know where I'm going with this. <laughs> but for those of you that may not have may not be driving down State Street, visualize this with us, if you will. In a world. A two-lane, one, one-way road. Got two lanes heading mm-hmm. the same direction. Mm-hmm. No one coming in the opposite direction. Nope. You got businesses on the left and right. Yep. In the past, you had parallel parking al- uh, along the, next to the sidewalks. Yes. Uh, flanking the two one-way roads. Yes. Are you with me, folks? I, th- I hope you are. What they did, they meaning the Bellingham... Infrastructure people. Sub Bellingham infrastructure people. The BIPs. The VIPs. <laughs> what they did. Notorious VIPs. Yeah, they're notorious. They were going to be notorious after all these wrecks that are going to occur. They took these parallel spots and in efforts to get more cars and more people to be able to park near the, YMC- well, the, the, y, the, the YMCA yes. uh, on State Street and other businesses such as Old World Delhi, they made angle parking on a one way road with a in a twenty five mile per hour zone, so that means probably let's just say average thirty miles an hour cars are coming at you as you're backing out into a road. Can you see any kind of faults with this plan there, folks? Plenty of them, and I'm still scratching my head. so when you do go visit Old World Delhi, maybe you want to walk a block and find another parking spot that won't put your rear end or your neck from the collision in in potential peril at the old world at the old world deli but we digress uh, exactly oldworldbellingham.com you can order online naturally tasty sandwiches oh yeah i could end it right there but i'm not they have uh olive oil like from the old country if you know what i'm saying uh all sauces no man italy fool uh you this is they have uh, a, a little bit of a mini delicatessen. Yeah. And it's not deli, that's the full word, delicatessen, folks. Can you spell it? I can. I kick button middle school spelling bees. There's a whole lot of products available for purchase. Uh, in addition to getting your wonderful sandwiches or other tasty drinks, uh, they have an amazing amount of wine.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, should you want to be able to have your vino on uh, for a meal, they have a lot of uh, wonderful handwritten suggestions about what this bottle goes nicely pairs mm-hmm. nicely with. Yeah. So middle uh, pinky finger raised in the air as we are uh, getting our. Uh, Venus Astrology connoisseur uh, hat on. But anyway, I'm a fan of the quality of the sandwiches, very similar to yep. Da Vinci's. Uh, Old World Deli on State Street, God help them with the traffic flow, but otherwise, they're a great place to visit. Yep. All so, right.
0: So speaking of the season that we're coming into, fall is quickly approaching, and so
1: is... <laughs> so is a Blue Jay up ahead, if you can hear it in our microphone. That but might that's... actually be a Crow. It kind of could be a crow. He's cranky. Maybe he's uh, arguing with a blue jay. Yeah. We'll, we'll find out. Anyway,
0: anyway. new season. <laughs> new season. Uh, usually, also about this time, we also talk. We usually kind of dedicate either an episode or a segment on hygge, that wonderful term uh, out of uh, Denmark about um, comfy, cozy
1: contentment. That's right.
0: And I think that is an apt timing, especially given a lot of the the.
1: The strain that is in the air lately. Home is where a lot of huga can exist. We don't get to get out much to experience that kind of huga, but we're going to revisit it because by cracky, we need some coziness, yeah, some comfort. We all need a little comfort, uh, and and some contentment, and it's tough to find that nowadays.
0: Right, and I just I feel like in, especially because you and I talk to a lot of people uh, in our in our nine to five, you know, the, there's a high level of anxiety, and it's just not ramping down no and um, oh,
1: in a couple months it's going to get a little bit more <laughs> well yeah, sure sure but let's go back to hugo
0: so let's getting back to hugo so the one thing that you and i always kind of drift on is uh the the sounds that go with that term um, I tend to usually go more of that lo-fi, uh, lo-fi arena. Chill hop.
1: Chill hop. Yeah. You turned me on to that. I got that as one of my, uh, mixes that
0: list around the house. So, so all, you, Captain Ambient, kind of got me into the other side of that. where uh,
1: major ambient. I've been promoted.
0: Okay. Major ambient. Uh, I'll make you Captain Coffeehouse because that is the one thing that um, I I kind of miss in this COVID era is going to the coffee shop. I mentioned that before, yeah. and I I stumbled across a uh, YouTube channel called Calmed by Nature.
1: Not naughty by nature, y'all, you '90s kids out there. Nope, Calmed by it. Nature.
0: So um, they have several ones. There's one on there that is uh, a coffeehouse one. It's about eight hours, kind of like a a I don't know workday. And what I've done, Chris, is I adopted some I. I adapted and adopted something that you've done, which is you usually have a couple of episodes back, uh, that artist Moby. Moby yeah. episode 160. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned he did that double album long oh. ambience. Yes. So I, I got that and I, I started listening to that. And I'm you like,
1: actually paid attention to me. That's great. Cool. I didn't.
0: And I, I so I, I checked it out. Sup Moby. And the thing about it is I like it, but I don't know, like I needed, I don't know, something about it didn't work in my work day and so i stumbled on this and it's basically in that same vein it's that ambience but in the lightly in the background you hear coffee shop Uh, so it's like coffee yes um if you remember that app that's a that's an
1: old reference 2017 called they want their (laughs) environmental app back
0: so you get a little bit of that ambience you get a little bit of that rustle but it's not predominant it's just lightly in the background and it just i play that and it's it's audible enough that you can play it during your eight hour day and if you're doing a lot of teams and zoom work you can keep it on and it's not it's no louder than uh your call so literally i can just keep it playing in the background with everything yep. um and then when the day is done usually it's done so that's that's kind of my hack of Huga. Ooh, Huga hacks! That should be an episode. Huga hacks!
1: I like it um, for 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 this coming season. What do you? What about you, Chris? Well, you know, good on you for uh, publicizing an eight-hour mix because not only is eight hours a workday, eight hours can also be sleep. Now, I don't know how many of us would be sleeping in a coffee shop, but I got one for you. <laughs> uh, so there's this classical music artist, very popular. His name's Max Richter, and Max Richter has done movie scores and he's had a, a number of classical albums, very popular in the scene. In 2015, he came out with an eight-and-a-half-hour compendium called Sleep. All right. This is a just—it's it, 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 soul-nourishing is how I can describe it. A, ambient, electronic, classical, all—not in a blender, not pureed. This is curated hmm. for your listening pleasure. Or should you want to sleep— With this in the background, I don't think you'll be awakened at three forty-five with a jarring, loud video on YouTube interrupting your video that you're watching. (laughs) So he's got there. You know, you can find it on most of your streaming uh, apps of uh, choice. uh, Apps of choice. 2015 album. There's also a 2019 documentary about this eight and a half hour sleep performance coming soon. From what I researched, we're recording this before Labor Day weekend, September 11th, which is a uh, a day that a lot of Americans will be remembering. Sure. Uh, the documentary for Sleep in 2020 will be available on demand. Guess what? I'm watching the evening of September 11th. Uh, this documentary. So anyway, not only does uh, th- not only is there an album and a documentary about this, there's also an app available on your iPhone or Android phone in your app stores hmm. for, for for sleep. You can choose focus, you can choose sleep, or you can choose an alarm to wake you up with gentle sounds. couple bucks or? Uh, I forget. All right, that's fine. You know, check it out. If you can throw them a couple bucks, cool. I think it's, I don't want to say it's free. Okay. Uh, because you should be buying the, streaming the music anyway like that. Sure. Uh, big fan of this classical ambient to be able to just be in a zone of enjoyment. I've listened to this uh, during my workday. It has carried me through wonderfully and kept me in a non-homicidal mood. Oh, that's always in, a positive. In my tech job. So therefore, props to Mr. Richter, uh, Air Richter. And uh, so Long Ambience by Moby, Max Richter's Sleep. I'm, I'm starting to sense a trend, AJ. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm coming up with a week of workday-long uh, soundtracks of the quiet side. So anyway... That's what I got for uh, the Hugo season for this episode. Love it. Now let's go to the quality assurance. Ah, these picks are chosen for you by A.J. Barsay and Chris Powell for your quality assurance. That's right. So I'm going to go first on this one. Uh, Way back in 2003, oh my goodness, I'm old. Uh, (laughs) I read a book called Jennifer Government. Now, Jennifer Government, you say? This is written by Max Berry. And Max Berry, it, it... is an author, this is a bit of a dystopian novel set in in an alternate reality. Kind of like Man in the High Castle on Hmm. that Amazon Prime TV type show. Yeah, yeah, So this alternate reality of which some of us wish we were in an alternate reality right now. Uh, Most nations in the Americas and and Oceania, if you will, Hmm. uh, read the book to learn more about Oceania. They're dominated by powerful corporations and corporate coalitions. So that means uh, you could be... Equating that with the big five, tech companies totally. and some businesses and such. So in this alternate reality, government power is extremely limited. We're not going to continue uh, on that uh, train of thought, but this is what's in the book. Um, the United States adopts capitalism, abolishing taxation and privatizing government. Hmm. This makes the government unable to write new laws or even to hold elections. Oh, dear, what have I just uttered? This was back in 2003, folks. Whoa. How about that? So as a result, are we in an alternate reality? I don't know. Let me continue reading this little synopsis. This is the Chris Powell zone. (laughs) My zone's much more uh, wacky than that. So as a result, the government's main activity is attempting to prevent crime. Okay. Crimes can also be solved, but the government's budget only covers investigations if the victim or victim's family pays for it. So, obviously, we have socioeconomic yeah. uh, discrepancies. Uh, people take names of corporations that employ them as their surnames. So, for example, mm-hmm. AJ Microsoft and oh. Chris Amazon, <laughs> for example. Yeah. Employees of the government, including Jennifer the main title of, of this book are those who work for the government, you know, fighting crime and such. Uh, schools are sponsored and uh, controlled by these big corporations coming soon to a, you know, institution near you in this remote Welcome education. to Microsoft High. Yeah, exactly. Or, or Apple U, if you will. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, I just find this to be, uh, oh my gosh, this is a, a, an interesting read and I read it back in 2003. Huh. Uh, it's amazing what a, over a decade and a half can uh, bring into a society.
0: Yeah, a little bit of Orson Welles, nineteen eighty four. A little bit of Minority Report. Yeah. A little bit. There's there's a lot there. A
1: little bit of cringy fiction going on here.
0: So I got something to uncringy your fiction as Un-cringe my my quality. Away. So my, for my quality assurance, it's a podcast and uh, comes out of the Watch Fam stuff. So again, going back to the Accutron thing. Yes. So the folks at AcuTron. Um, They're doing a big kind of more of a cultural push with the announcement of this watch. And that's what I kind of find the most interesting part about this is they're really they're really harping on their, you know, an Accutron. It's not just a timepiece. It's a conversation piece. So they have the Accutron podcast. And no, it is not about watches. What's it about? It's about it's about society and culture, and it's kind of like it's kind of like our show, but in a very different vein. Sure. So, for instance, I listened to one of their interviews. They had one of the the most skookum of skookum uh, p- uh, printing and publishing houses uh, of Paris. The, their founder on the show. Hmm. They have another episode about um, like this uh, this the social constructs of cocktails. They have it's, wait 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 hold on.
1: The social construct of cocktails—that's okay. that's an attention grabbing title.
0: That is okay. That is my my ism. I don't I don't have I can't have my the podcast. elements of a
1: gin and tonic. Yes, you it, take your gin. So you take your gin and tonic. It's sorry. it's
0: it's it's more. So they're not all bespoke pieces, but they're they're it's just it's an interesting vein. A a podcast made by or a, I guess sponsored by a watch company, hitting on different elements of society and culture. And so, like I said, it's, it's an interesting listen. Um, there's only like five or six episodes they just launched. But uh, take a look at it. it's it's more
1: it's a lot less dystopian than your selection. And we need a little bit more utopian in our life versus the dystopian. Um, I, I I didn't want to uh, immediately throw this, podcast under the bus i will be listening to it on episode 165 dear listener i will contribute my thoughts okay i was just like the the social constructs of cocktails is is i mean is there a fork in some of these cocktails okay okay it's because i can split screen here uh the episode is episode
0: six cocktail culture with david powell huh no relation uh, i guess no no relation
1: but we're all a one family in this world
0: no the other one that I, I i listened to on my walk here to the the north ridge trail uh it's a gadget kind of world with jack rico that was the one that i was listening to as i was
1: walking his up nickname to... suave oh man i walked into that one <laughs> yes you did <laughs> All right. AJ, Could we please stick a fork in this show? Absolutely. A tuning fork. A tuning fork in this case. Or maybe a swizzle fork It's, it's well, with no, the olives in it. No, a tuning fork. Accutron. It's oh, a conversation. Oh, man. Yours is better. That wraps it up for this
0: detuned edition of the Bellingham podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us, wherever you like to get this podcast. Remember, if you are in the Bellingham area, we are a conversation piece. You might be listening to us
1: on Camry 102.3 FM. You know, we say this all the time. They're community-powered. This Bellingham community powers this uh, radio station, uh, but also they do have a fabulous website on kmre.org on the internets. For all of those of you who are not in Whatcom County, check them out. They've got great music and great shows like ours. And on that note, at the tone,
0: I'm AJ Barsay.
1: Boop. And I'm Chris Powell. Thanks once again for joining us at the Boop Bellingham podcast. <laughs> I never. I, I've always <laughs> left those voicemails where I get cut off because yeah. I'm long-winded at times. I hate it when that happens. I know. I hate when it. <laughs>